Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports, which is brought to you by BellyUpSports.com and BellyUpSports Podcast Network. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Back after a a week away, uh, I was a little under the weather, but still trying to. Get a little bit better, but I figure there's some stuff to talk about, especially uh, Uncle Dana White pulling off his own little Mortal Kombat type fights, I guess, for UFC 249. Um, as well as, you know, it's going to be a kind of a mixture of, of everything this uh, this episode. Uh, I got some NFL talk, and we're going to actually talk a little bit iRacing. I found a story that was pretty funny. That happened, um, I believe, this from this past uh, weekend. So, starting off, you know, we're going to start off with some UFC stuff. Like I said, I wasn't, I, you know, we didn't record last week uh, at all. But, John Jones, once again, is back in the news. Um, got arrested for, at the at the time, he was charged with uh, DWI. Um, I forget the exact... Uh, wording, but he, you know, had a, a gun inside the car, and also open containers of alcohol. Um, in the end, he ended up coming to a plea deal with uh, with the um, the other attorneys, and. At the beginning, it was sounding like he was going to face jail time. Now, let's not forget, this is not his first time with a run-in with the law. You know, he had the incident with the hit-and-run where he hit a car that had a pregnant woman inside of it, took off, um, was high on coke. Uh, he had the, the stripper incident where he supposedly choked the stripper. So he ends up making a plea deal with this, um, this all this uh, incident, and so now instead of looking at probably two to three years of jail time, he agreed to a one-year supervised probation. Part of the deal, Jones will serve 96 hours of community custody program, which is a form of incarceration, but not really. Um, it's basically house arrest. He's so obviously on house arrest. He's gonna have to have a ankle monitor. Um, I did see that he's also gonna have to have a breathalyzer installed into any of the vehicles he owns, and the vehicle will not start unless he breathes into it, and he it shows that he is not under the influence. The charges that got dropped because of this plea deal were the the uh, negligent use of a deadly weapon, which was the gun, um, and the open containers. Now, obviously, you know I've said plenty of times that UFC should do something about this, but 
I don't think they could because if they try to suspend John Jones, then they're basically saying that there's a, a fighters union. The fighters have contracts with UFC, but they are independent contracts, meaning they're basically saying, you know, we're not part of a union and we'll um, negotiate our terms our, of our fights. Now, what I I think that UFC could do to kind of tell John Jones to smarten up here is they obviously they could strip him of the bell which they already have with the the hit and run incident and I mean I know they won't because John Jones is one of their biggest draws but lowball him put him on, on a, a fight uh, fight pass prelim card where he's only making 5,000 a fight stop letting him make these 50, 75, 100,000 dollars a fight purse and I'll, I'll bet you any money you take that money away one he's not getting the money to spend on booze and, and drugs but it will smart him up now Jones did have a statement um, that he released and it's your typical you know well we all work to understand and cope with stress and uncertainty surrounding the current state of our world basically he's making an excuse um, once again, I'm back in the, the headlines for, you know, all the wrong reasons, blah, blah, blah. Listen, there's only so many times you could put that type of statement out there till you just finally say, listen, I can't get my shit together. And unfortunately, with, uh, uh, since John Jones is one of the, the bigger draws, UFC is just going to keep signing him to new fight contracts. I mean, I don't know how many uh, fights left he have he has on this contract, but unless his next contract they put some type of provision in there that says, "Listen, you get in any type of trouble, we could null and void this contract." Because I, I I really don't think UFC could do anything right now legally to punish him. Now, UFC 249 supposed to happen April 18th. It was supposed to be Tony Ferguson versus Habib for the 500th time that they try to put this fight together. And here it is, the fifth time, still no-go. Here's the backstory of how it all went down. So... Obviously, with everything going on in the world with the coronavirus and Dana White not really coming out. Now, originally, the fight was supposed to happen in Brooklyn. Obviously, everything in New York is shut down, as well as 99% of the U.S. So, Dana White was forced to find a new venue um, to hold this fight on April 18th. He was dead set on having this fight for April 18th. Well, earlier this week, I believe it was like Monday or Tuesday, uh, came out, well, actually towards the end of last week, came out that Habib flew back to Dagestan 
where he wanted to be with his uh, his family during this, these these times, and Russia ended up closing their borders, so there was no way of Habib being able to fly outside of Russia. Rumors started floating around that actually he could fly out on a private jet that he personally rented this nat so he took to instagram to say he's basically out of ufc 249 because of not knowing where they were going to be fighting and he wanted to be home with his family during the times and i'll get to that in a second especially with some of um you mma fans out there bashing him for that So, a couple days later, like I said, I believe it was like Monday or Tuesday, Dana White came out and said Habib is definitely out, and Tony Ferguson will fight Justin Gaethje for their interim title at a location to be determined. So he's still trying to find a location. Rumors start flying out that it's going to be somewhere on the West Coast. Now, like I said, everything is, is shut down. Nevada Fight Commission, California Fight Commission has suspended um, any events until I, I believe like late May, early June. Well, Dana White ended up renting slash buying an island. And he is still not saying where it is. Now, the one quote, the quote that Dana White said uh, that I just absolutely love, and I think he's a he's a, a moron for doing this. Basically, say he's gonna you know the fighters aren't even gonna know where they're, they're going. UFC is gonna fly all the fighters to this island wherever it is, and they're not even gonna know where it's at. This screams. I don't know if you guys remember that movie Hostel about five, ten years ago, it screams that. You're going to a secluded island to put a fight on. No fans. Just fighters, their cornermen, Dana White, some refs. This just screams someone's getting murdered outside the octagon. I understand, you know, Dana White thinks he's doing this for... The people of the world that, you know, we, we still need sports. Um, still need some type of normalcy. But the way you're going about it, like... By this point, okay, everybody wants to see Tony versus Habib. Why not... And, and Habib said he would fight him in August. Why not just push it back to August? And then reevaluate the situation when it gets closer. I mean, hopefully, God forbid... This will, the, the coronavirus will be either coming to an end or be slowing up to the point that we could all get back to a little bit of normalcy. You're putting fighters' health at risk, refs' health's at risk, cornermen. Okay, so it might be only 20, 30 people. All it takes is one of those people to get the virus, 
come back home to their family and spread it. I mean, we're, we're seeing it nationwide. Like, dude, you're just being stubborn now because you said from the get-go, this fight will happen. Well, guess what? The fight's not happening now. So what's the point of putting this fight on? And here you are again, giving Tony Ferguson an interim title shot. Now, going back to Habib going, um, spending time with the family during this time, a lot of MMA fans I've been seeing on Twitter have been clamoring for him to be stripped of the title. I'm not even going to talk about the whole, oh, he's scared, that's why he did it, blah, blah. But listen, I don't blame the dude for, for going back to his family during this time, and I don't like Habib. I'm not a big fan of his. He's a good fighter. I'm not taking that away from him. But he's not scared. For the people saying to strip him of the title, on what grounds? His promoter wasn't giving him any location. At one point, he did say, uh, Dana White said it was going to be over. They're, they're trying to set it up over in Russia. So, you know, maybe behind closed doors between Habib and Dana, that was said. So Habib went back there. The right move to do here right now is to cancel this card or postpone, I should say. Postpone this card. Have Habib and Tony in August try for a sixth time. I mean, eventually one of these times has to work. And then the fans get the fight they've always wanted. Just because you want to make a couple extra dollars when there's no sports around makes no sense. You're going to make a lot more money if you just put it off till August and go from there. Staying on this topic about Dana White... um, Buying this island, he did say that he secured the island for the next two months, um, and he's planning to put weekly fights out every week. Here's my other question: What commission is overseeing this? I mean, even when they go overseas to China or, or Russia, I'm pretty sure they, they still got to get fighting licenses and stuff like that. So is this basically, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Bloodsport or something like that? Or Fight Club? What's the number one rule? Don't, you know, don't say anything about Fight Club. So this, this whole thing is just a freaking circus and a half. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. It's Dana White. It's either John Jones in the news or Dana White in the news or Conor McGregor. They're, they're the big big three circus acts. And then right before we just came on, uh, Rose Namajuda has pulled out of the fight. No reason was disclosed. I'm just going to assume, and for the people saying she's weak, shut up. I'm going to assume she don't want to go because of... The chance of her getting a, the coronavirus. I mean, okay, so Dana said it didn't really come out and say that the fires are being tested, but they are 
somewhat being looked at, it's not worth the risk. So her fight with Jessica Andred has been canceled, but they are looking for a replacement for Jessica. Um, I will wait till next week to get my picks to make sure this fight happens. I, I still don't, I still don't believe this is actually going to go on because this is just straight up, like I said, Mortal Kombat meets meets hostile type movie. And if he pulls us off somehow, this is going to be a documentary on Netflix somehow. I mean, Jesus, if Joe Joe Exotic got a a documentary, I don't care. Like Carol Baskins killed her husband. So enough with the UFC talk. Uh, some NFL talk. Not really going to go too much into this, but NFL is going to do away with replay for pass interference, which, I mean, did it really work to begin with? If anything, it made it worse. Made even more questions of what is pass interference and what isn't. I just still think they need to go back into the rule book and really clarify what is pass interference. The other thing that the NFL is doing, they are, just like Dana White, dead set on having the NFL draft the weekend of April 23rd, 24th, 25th, which is my birthday weekend. And you know what? Like, it's always like a tradition for me since it's my birthday. I always take the next day off so I can watch the first round of the NFL draft. But they are going to do basically a virtual NFL draft. Basically fantasy football draft. Um, all the coaches, personnel, team personnel are going to be drafting from their homes. Um, there's some concerns and the NFL are testing every possible situation that could p- come up and screw up uh, picks or trades. One one thing I saw that this this is you know makes sense. One safeguard will be a conference call with all 32 teams that will be in progress throughout the draft. So they are going to be drafting on their computers, but will be in a conference call that is muted. And if there's some type of issue with the computer, whether they lost connection or there's a lag or the snap, they could unmute their phone call and give their pick that way or explain a trade is in the works. Here's my thing about this, though. Yes, Donald Trump come out, came out and said that he believes the NFL season will start on time. I don't think so. Why do a draft now when you're not going to have OTAs? You're not going to have a... I don't think you're going to have training camp start on time. I mean, usually training camp uh, starts at the end of June. And... I could see like a two-week compressed type training camp. So why not put this draft off for a month? 
that way again we could see if the season will start on time and you won't have the possibility of issues that go on now again before I jumped on I saw a report that there are a lot of NFL coaches that are a little worried about having IT guys come to their house to work out these kinks or show the, the, the coaches and the personnel guys how this is going to work. They're worried that they may bring the virus into their homes or take it home to their families. The risk does not justify the reward here. I really, you know, I, I really wish, even you know, even though it's a birthday um, thing of mine that I do every year, I really wish they would put it off a month. It's not going to affect, you know, um, Chase Young dropping from two to twelve, or it's not going to affect anything like that. I mean, teams aren't able to bring these kids in to try them out so it's not like they're risking injuries I just wish everybody would just kind of pump the brakes a little bit here I'm not saying that we need to live our lives in in fear but gotta use a little bit of common sense here is, is it really worth the risk and it's, I, I don't think it is I really don't think it is So before we go, like I said, we have a little bit of iRacing talk, um, which this coming Tuesday, the 14th, is the first annual Belly Up Provisional race, and the Stay Tuned Sports Car, driven by Scott Crump, will be in the race as well. So make sure you guys head over to YouTube and look up sim.tv and in their video section look for pristine auction that's the league that the stay tuned sports car is racing in um so this past weekend nascar has been running iRacing racing for the past couple weeks and i've watched a couple of them and it's actually pretty interesting i'm not a big nascar uh, fan to the point that i know all the all the racers i know the the main ones like kevin harvick and as we talk here, Bubba Wallace. Um, but Clint Bauer, he's slowly becoming one of my favorites because he's very animated during these races. This past week, they were, I think they were at Bristol. And early on in the race, Clint Bauer, who is one of the in-race reporters, delivered a, a hilarious performance. So Bubba Wallace got up into him, and he just started yelling, I got Bubba. Bauer, uh, Bauer shouted after he was moved out of line by Bubba Wallace, I need a beer really bad. A few seconds later, it appeared Bubba Wallace rage quit. His car was sitting there, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, it, it was gone. Uh, Wallace appeared to rage quit after the incident. And then he was quoted on saying, I believe he, he airs his on Twitch. He was quoted saying, that's why I don't take this shit serious. Peace out. And then that's that's when he uh, 
hit up Quinn. So for the next few minutes or hour or so, a lot of fans were getting on Bubba Wallace about it. And Wallace responded to a lot of the fans. I ruined so many people's day by quitting. A video game, he wrote. Ha ha ha, a video game. Damn, quarantine life is rough. Well, unfortunately for Bubba Wallace, he actually lost one of his sponsors because of his responses and because of his rage quitting. One of his main sponsors, Blue Emu, which is a... um, a pain reliever cream tweet it back to him bye bye Bubba we're interested in drivers not quitters and then they followed up with a, a, a Donald Trump gif that said you're fired that Donald, Donald Trump always used to do to uh, during his, his show The Apprentice just shows you it, it pays to watch how you act you know, you, you, this, these may be games, but you also got to remember, I mean, all of us sports fans are looking for some type of normalcy and not having that, like actual NASCAR racing on there. This was, this is the NASCAR fans outlet to, to still root for their, uh, their drivers, their favorites to, to win it. Yeah, you might not be winning money. Yeah, you're not going to get points for the standings. But, you know, they, they got Madden simulations going on. Gaming is the thing right now to help fans cope with what's going on. Like I said, every Monday night when um, Stay Tuned Sports Car is racing in the, in the pristine auction on Sim.TV... I watch it because it's it's some form of sports that I actually got into. I enjoy watching. I mean, yes, I'm rooting for my car to, to, to win. So I have a little bit of that emotional investment to yell at the screen or if some car takes him out, you know, flip off, flip the, flip the finger at the, the computer or TV, however I'm watching it. It, it's a form of a way to get a little normalcy back in our lives. Hopefully, Bubba will take it a little bit more seriously next week and not rage quit. So, that's going to be it for this week. Like I said, I'll be back next week to give my, if it happens, UFC 249 picks, plus any other sports stories that may pop up. Um, so head over to Twitter, follow us at ST Sports Podcast, like and share our Facebook page, and also head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe there, where we will be eventually getting some live videos up, um, over there as well. So until next time, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.